What is going on, everybody? Jack McCauley alongside Luke Munger here for the Intern Preview Podcast. The dogs head down to the desert this week after stomping Cal at home with the new LED lights um, at home in Husky Stadium. But before we dive into the podcast, Luke, how how we doing? How was uh, how was the weekend? Where were you at watching the uh, Cal game at? Yeah, you know we were just down here in Tucson, laying low. It was a good time. Yeah, you got your LED, you got your own LED set up in the backyard. You, you're you know getting yeah, the Jack, you can see, well, you can't see his room right now, but he's got some sweet LED lights. They change colors. It's basically like a, a Husky Stadium. It's a mini Husky Stadium in here. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, it was good. I'm excited to – Jack and I will actually both be at the Husky game on Saturday, which will be exciting. We will. Uh, yeah. I'm just – I'm trying to bring the energy after watching the Mariners just get shellacked by the Houston Astros in the most important game of my life. But I know. That was ridiculous. That was uh, just such a defeating September. At least Washington yes. was 4-0, right? Indeed. And I also, I also, we also need to petition the 93-3 for getting us on like some pregame show or something since we'll both be down in the – uh, oh, heck yeah. Make it out Softy. <laughs> yeah, we're taking over for Softy. We're the real honks over here. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Washington heads down to the desert, obviously undefeated 4-0. Arizona, on the other head, hand, heads down or hosts Washington. And it's supposed to be a red out game. It's supposed to be a big game for them. Uh, seems like it's going to be a packed house. They are 3-1 and one on the season with their lone loss coming up against an overtime Lost against the Mississippi State Bulldogs. However, they did struggle last week against Stanford, one of the weaker teams mm-hmm. in the Pac-12, scraping by with a one-point victory, 21-20. Um, obviously, you know, that score is something that, you know, dog fans I'm sure looked at and be like, oh, Arizona's offense. But, Luke, what can you tell us about Arizona's offense? They obviously have some dynamic playmakers there. Yeah, Arizona's offense, the Husky saw it on display relatively similar group that they'll be seeing this year uh, led by Gene Delora, Gene Delora. Um, what can be said about him? Kind of a guy who's had Washington's number even last year, although he was una- unable to get a win for Arizona, uh, played a feisty game, scored a lot of points. He's a fearless quarterback. He can extend plays with his legs. He's not necessarily a guy that's looking to run the ball a lot, but he will buy time and he just is not afraid to let it fly, which you kind of have to love. Um, yeah, very it's very nice with Jaden Delora. For sure. Uh, shout out to Tom Fernelli. I'm not, not sure if you've seen his whoopsie-daisy rating or percentage. Have you seen <laughs> that? Yeah, I think uh, so. Basically, it's percentage of dropbacks that lead to turnovers. Jaden Delora, I think, among qualifying quarterbacks, is the highest since he entered college football. Um, yeah, but it's like the highest he's ever graded, too. But on the other hand, he is capable of making some pretty magical things happen through the air as well. Uh, so he is an exciting playmaker, and he's got um, a pretty exciting cast of receivers around him. Um, obviously, Jacob Cowing is a UTEP transfer that's in his final year of college football. Uh, but I think, in my opinion, the headliner of that group is Tetero McMillan. Yeah. That guy yeah. is an absolute machine. <laughs> um. M- McMillan's like seriously, he's all I mean, is is inconsistent as Dolores. I mean, obviously at times he can light it up, but you know, you do get a lot of those games where he'll come out and just lay an absolute egg. 
But McMillan, I think if he had one of the top quarterbacks in the in the conference, he'd be right up there with Odunzi and Jalen McMillan, like right on their heels. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he, I, I, he, I, in my opinion, he's probably the third or fourth best receiver in the conference. But I think the gap would be a lot smaller and he'd be more recognizable if obviously Arizona had a little bit more of a prolific offense and, you know, their record showed it. Um, McMillan, he was out of server at high school. He's one of the best recruits in Arizona football history. He has all the tools uh, to not only be an elite college wide receiver, true sophomore, but he'll be an NFL guy as well. I don't think there's a question about that. Um, Jacob Cowing, he's more of the vertical guy um, for this, for this offense. I mean, Cowing also. Honestly, if you look at Arizona's wide receiver room, outside of Washington and USC, they might have the next best receiver room. Because mm-hmm. Montana Liminus Craig yeah. is also very came over from Colorado. He was like the spring. I don't know if people remember this, but he was the guy in spring game for Colorado that like popped up and everyone's popped like in the portal like the next minute. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, Dion's got his guy. Like you, you know, Dion's got weapons, and then the next day just out. But no, Montana, Liminus Craig is another guy who just staying. You know, they got three solid options. Their depth at receiver is a little bit shaky. Uh, Malachi Riley, AJ Jones, and Kevin Green are all just extremely young people who just haven't yeah, had. Sure. Yeah, they, ha- they have, just haven't had the reps, but those top three, I mean, man, if they get going through that passing attack, they're tough to beat, which is why I kind of like this test too before you get Oregon because it is, it is a dynamic passing attack with weapons and obviously at home in a big game, you never, and Delora loves the big moment. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think like you said, it's a great test. It'll definitely be Washington's biggest of the year. Um, Tony Hashikon, we talked about it, but tweeted a stat today, Arizona seven and six at home against AP top 20 or AP top 10 teams since yeah. 2005. It's a stat. Kind of a scary stat. It is a scary stat. Um, but progressing along this offense. They also have a solid uh, running back as well in Michael Wiley. He averaged nearly seven yards a carry last year. There's certainly a pass first offense, but he can keep defenses honest and will gash you a little bit if you aren't, uh, I guess, yeah, on your P's and Q's there. And then Jonah Coleman is another experienced running back. Um, or I guess technically he's a sophomore, but I remember him from last year. He averaged five yards a carry and he probably will factor in for another few handoffs. Um, so, yeah, it's an offense that is capable of hurting you in a variety of ways. Yeah, I also think, too, just to note, um, Noah Fifth, the backup quarterback, is a guy to keep an eye on, too. Jane Delora dealt with some injury issues against Stanford, where Fifth had to come in. And even Jed Fish commented on it. He was like, yeah, if, like he comes in. I mean, I feel great about him, you know, whatever. Like, he's going to do a great job. But I do think it's worth noting. I mean, obviously, you don't want your first start coming against a top 10 team coming into your house, you know. So I think it's going to be an interesting situation to monitor with his ankle. And that's kind of, and kind of like, as you mentioned, Michael Wiley, I think that's something to to keep an eye on as well. Like, what if fifth is starting? You know, Michael Wiley's going to be a big part of that offense then. And they're probably going to be trying try to use their receivers in special packages as well with end arounds or you know, a lot more screen passes, whatnot, you know, just try and get them in space and have the ball. Interesting. Yeah, I think another thing to point out if they end up, if Delora is unavailable, Noah, the younger quarterback, and then uh, Tedaro and McMillan were high school teammates, right, at Servite. So, yeah. Wonder if and that's, that's, that's why McMillan went to Arizona too, really. So, yeah, I wonder if there's like a 
like a kind of a, a familiar face connection there, try to feed him quite a bit. So just something to keep in mind. I think obviously if or if Delora was unable to go, it would be a pretty big blow to Arizona's offense. That's not taking away from Noah Fafita's capabilities, but Jaden Delora, I think, um, while it can be hot and cold, his ceiling is as high as any quarterback that Washington – well, I was going to say as high as Washington. Yeah. Any quarterback Washington will face this year, but the Huskies face Caleb Williams this year. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, you know what I mean. <laughs> as far as Washington defense defense goes, I mean, like, obviously they had a massive week last week against Colorado with the turnovers. You know, they were able to get some good pressure. Line of scrimmage-wise, that's kind of where – I don't know if you feel the same way, Luke. I really feel like that's where Washington um, can take advantage is at the line of scrimmage on on the defensive side of the ball. Arizona's offensive line, I just size wise and physicality, they just don't quite match up against most Pac-12 teams. Just from the couple years past too, in Jed Fish's system, um, I mean, I just feel like this, this game where I could see like Braylon Trice or Zion Tupelo yeah. Matui really emerging just because of what they can d- do against a you know defensive line, or even some of the interior linemen if they decide to really just say, all right, we're going to take away Trice and two below Fatui. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, I think Husky Nation would love to see Braylon get his first because of just everything he's gone through. It's funny to go back and just rewatch that Cal game and just see how often that Braylon Trice was, uh, was there were potentially some missed calls in that game. But all that to say, I think Washington – uh, yeah, I mean, on whether or not it's sack numbers too, they've done a great job all season long of like creating really messy pockets and not breaking contain. And I think that is almost more of the challenge with Dolores knocking him off his spot, but not allowing him to, yeah, I guess like evade the pocket and then uh, reset his feet and find someone downfield. I think the Huskies have done much better at this this year. Um, but at the same time, why not have both? This might be the game where Washington is able to muddy the pocket keep Dora contained, but maybe Braylon Trice and ZTF, or like you said, yeah. someone on the interior breaks free. I agree. I agree. You know, obviously Delora kind of like, as we talked about prone to those turnovers too. So I'll be interested to see the aggressiveness of this Washington team, um, you know, down there, obviously in a hostile environment against a quarterback who it's, it's honestly, it's never straight down the middle. I mean, we've, we've talked about it, but it's like, He's either playing like a Heisman contender or he's playing like a guy you want to bench. But I, I, I'm just curious, you know, because Washington, they have what, seven turnovers on the season, more than well more than they ever had last season. Interested to see how, you know, how aggressive they play, as well as the matchups on the outside between Jabbar Muhammad, Tetaroy McMillan, and then Elijah Jackson, Jacob Cowing. Who's going to be matched up on who? Because obviously you're going to want Muhammad more of an on, on an island. Certainly. Yeah, I think. It'll be fascinating to behold. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Going to the defensive side of the ball, hard to really get much of a, a pulse on Arizona's defenses. Yeah. They're averaging just 16 points a game allowed, which is great. Um, down to down, they've been pretty efficient, allowing uh, just over 300 total yards a game, less than three yards a carry. Um, but, I mean, to pick nits with it, they have really, I mean, I don't know, competition-wise, they played Northern Arizona. Mississippi State on the road, that's a tough game. And then they played at Stanford, who lost to an FCS team um, in UTEP. So, yeah. hard to really know what you're going to get. I, I don't know how much of a, I guess, a barometer there is on the Wildcat defense. Yeah, they've not had a test like at all defensively. Northern Arizona, FCS opponent, obviously, you're not going to get much there. UTEP, a team that was kind of a trendy pick this season in a group of five team to come out. Um, and make some noise, but they've been nothing short of disappointing. Um, they, for reference, they only were able to put up, and their only win of the season, were able to put up 28 against Incarnate Ward, an FCS team. They only put up 14, 14 against Jacksonville State, who's transitioning this year to uh, to the FBS level. Yeah. And they only put up a touchdown against Northwestern, where obviously we, we know yeah, about what's going on there. Yeah, we know what's going on there. Um, so yeah, they have been, oh, they have been very, very disappointing. And then obviously, kind of like you said, Stanford, they lost to an FCS team as well. So Mississippi State obviously held them to thirty-one points. But then again, it's like Mike, you know, the whole uh, yeah. tragedy with Mike Leach, new coach, whatever. You know, offense. That's, you have no idea what you're going to see from this Arizona defense. And if it's anything like last year, their secondary was definitely the weak part of their team. Um, you know, you saw teams, ton of teams torch them deep. If so, Michael Penix Jr. Obviously, we know what a cannon he has. And then also, uh, the, their uh, their defensive line, little bit. They have some big bodies, but they're not as uh, athletic or quick. I think is the is the term. Yeah, the, the right term to use. They got some guys that are like in the six two, six three, six four, five range as well. Where you know they're over three hundred pounds and whatnot, it's just you know they're a little bit slower. You know you can get them off their spot. You know if you go and play action, they're not going to get as much pressure. But their linebacker room, I think, is something to really keep note in, especially with former Husky Daniel Hamuli. Most of you, everybody here knows who that is. I'm sure. Um, you know he's a, he's a starter there, and then obviously Jacob Manu, who uh, leads the team in tackles with forty. He's always around the ball, and then former five star from Oregon, Justin Flo, uh, the other linebacker. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that just stands out looking at this Arizona defense is they they really went to the portal to augment it. Um, yeah, secondary, not a ton of changes. Like you said, it'll be interesting to see if those bodies that they brought in along the defensive interior aren't able to create pressure on Michael Penix. It's more or less the same secondary you're facing, save for a transfer named Dylan Wyatt from Cal Poly, uh, who will be starting at one of the corner spots. Um but yeah, I mean, I think similar to when Washington was going to face Michigan State on the road earlier this year, Michigan State put together a couple of solid performances against inferior competition. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just think 
going from playing Stanford to going and playing Michael Penix, Jalen McMillan, Roma Dunze, and Jalen Polk is a big jump up uh, for what the Wildcats will be seeing lined up across from them on Saturday. Yeah, between Ari Patu and Michael Penix is a pretty big jump. Um, Washington, I mean, obviously, you know, they, they, there's been times this these last couple of games where you could see them trying to establish uh, establish in quotations the run game a little bit early on with Dylan Johnson. I honestly think they just go right away. I think they attack right away and be aggressive um, at well, Arizona. You see what they did it, I mean, against Michigan State. Yeah, yeah right away. Able to just suffocate that stadium right off the bat. I think first play forty yards. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think we see something similar here where they just right away they just try and beat the brakes off them. You know, they step on the gas pedal and try and go zero to sixty in one play. Uh, this is. I mean, we all know what the – I think it's honestly – it's just like you don't even – we don't even know, need to like talk about what this offense can do. It's just you, you know. Yeah. You know, you get 45 up in the first half against a good Cal defense too. Like Cal's defense is not like a, a, a team I feel no. like you – you know, they've always consistently played great defense. So, I mean – Arizona, I mean, defensively, I guess if you're just kind of looking from the opposing side, you know, what are your keys from this roster, essentially, that's built for to stop Washington if you're going to even attempt to? Yeah, I mean, I think there are two. I, I think one is trying to knock Washington off its, or I guess specifically Michael Penix off his spot, make him uncomfortable. Taylor Upshaw is a transfer from Michigan. He has three sacks this season. Uh, they've been bringing Jacob Manu on blitzes quite a bit. He has three sacks as well. So I, I think that's the thing. Another thing is trying to create turnovers. They haven't done a great jo- job of that so far. Holy cow, the biggest cockroach in the world is alive and running around in my kitchen right now. I'm going to try to cut oh, it. No. Um, but yeah, the other one would be forced turnovers. They've only, I think, forced three to this season. Uh, Michael Penix will be a tough one to try to pick that up on. Bang! Dang it, no, he's gone. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to go to bed knowing that's running around. Yeah, dude, that thing is gigantic. Okay, Do you guys well, get those off of your guys' house? What was that? Do you guys get those uh, cockroaches? I mean, in stuff like do you in spiders? I'm not sure. You know, obviously being in the desert, I don't know. Not scorpions. We definitely get cockroaches. Um, and spiders, not so bad. I haven't seen any yet. I did see a black widow in Phoenix, which is gross. But anyways. Um, yeah, those are the two things to me. I, I mean, I think they'll try to get pressure on Penix. They've done a good job of creating sacks this year. Turnovers, not so much. Um, but I think that they've got to come up with turnovers if they're going to slow down the Huskies. What about you? Yeah, no, I think I think you just have to be as aggressive as possible. Um, kind of like you said, force Penix off your spot. You know, the strength of your team is obviously the linebacking, linebacker room. Um I think you just have to force Penix to 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 really make quick throws rather than deep. You know, I rather instead of just playing like eight back or even nine at times. And I mean, not nine. What am I thinking? I'm not gonna bring two guys. If you're gonna bring eight back and go a lot of dime looks or nickel, um, I I think that's something that you know. I don't think you should do that if you're Arizona. I think you have to play risky. You know, you're going for an upset against a top ten team. I think you just gotta go balls to the wall. And you got to be able to bring pressure, you know, use your linebackers in creative ways. And especially on, you know, don't be afraid to bring them in first, second, 
first and second down, especially on short or, you know, longer situations. I think that's really important for them. You know, their secondary is something that just seems so unproven. They're so untested. So it's kind of hard to gauge that. Absolutely. In a disheartening update, I do not have eyes on the cockroach anymore. Absolutely no idea what it is. <laughs> You're going to wake up in the middle of the night with that thing crawling on you. In my mouth, dude. It's going to be disgusting. Um, but sweet. So anything else to touch on with this defense before we get into the, the extracurriculars of the show? Yeah, uh, I think it's time for overtime. I mean, I mean, it's, it's honestly, the, I think to wrap up, really, it's just really tough to get a good look on this defense. Like you said, they hit the portal really hard. But they've had great numbers this year, but it's just like, dude, who have they faced? Um, they haven't faced anybody that's going to give them a real challenge. Their toughest test is Mississippi State, and they're a bottom feeder SEC team right now. So it's just, you know, I don't know, man. It's tough to get a good read on these guys. Um, they didn't look impressive last week. I just, you just don't know. You just don't know, but you'll we'll find out soon enough on Saturday, I guess. Absolutely. Sweet. Now, jumping into Saturday, bets to bark for Saturday. Who you got? Yeah, offensively, man. Um, I think I'm going to go Dylan Johnson. I think I'm going to go Dylan Johnson. I think they're going to, I think Arizona's going to be aggressive and. They're going to use their linebackers in a lot of creative ways, and I think that causes like Dylan Johnson to just leak out and get a couple of those catches that go for like twenty five yards, mm. just a soft, you know. And I think he gets a rushing touchdown. I think they just try to use him in a different way, you know. It's especially when you're looking at Washington and preparing. It's so easy to focus on on those receivers and tight end threats that you you forget half the time that you have a guy that could leak out of the backfield and get a yeah. couple yards. And I think he started to heat up these last couple of games. I think we see a big game from him. Love it. I'm going to go Denzel Boston. This is more of just kind of a guess here. That's what I, mine was when I guessed him against like, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there. Man. Yeah. Um, but he's been participating in probably 15 ish offensive plays a game so far. Um, I think it's about time that he makes a big play. I'm sure. I wouldn't be surprised think, if they, they go to him, try to get him a catch. You, I think I I think that's more. I just don't think they're trying to go to him right now. I think they're trying yeah. to save like use be like, oh, we have an extra weapon. Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of like fast and furious where it's like you're, you know, they're going fast and like you forget you have the nitro boost underneath. I think that's <laughs> kind of like that. I think that's something I think they just pull that out at the end and go to Denzel Boston. I think they're saving him for a big game. I don't know. Uh defensively though, gosh, you know, I'm gonna go Jabbar Muhammad. I think he's gotta have a big game. And Arizona's like the first team that Washington's faced this year that has really dynamic receiving threats. And I think he has a big game against them. I think he, they, this defense proves that they're for real by, you know, locking them down and forcing Delora or maybe it's Noah Fifty, whatever his name is, Fifty, yeah. um, Fifta mm-hmm. in, uh, into some bad throws. Yeah, I'm going to go Braylon Trice. I think that that's maybe kind of a cop out answer, but I think he's gotten. He's gotten home a lot. He's getting a lot of pressure. He's drawing a lot of attention. But I think you can't hold Braylon Trice sackless through five. Yeah, and he's pl- he's playing in front of his family too. You know, he's uh, yeah, they're an Arizona family. Sandra Day O'Connor, Connor Phoenix native. I know he's got a lot of family coming out to that game. So yeah, I think I think that's a good pick too. I think you know, there's no better time for your first sack in front in front of some family. You know. Yep, sounds great. Now we're heading over to the pack. Luke Conference Betts. Interval. 
Huh? A confidence interval. We'll do confidence interval. Yeah. Gosh. Um, I'm going to say seven and a half. I think I, I should be more confident, especially based on the last couple performances. Um, and I'm not saying I'm not confident. It's probably, it's probably more of a 7.75, closer to eight. But, you know, just it, weird things happen in the desert. Washington's never played that great. I think it could be closer than what people think. Um, just purely based on gut, honestly. I mean, this they've been destroying everybody in their path, so it's kind of hard to tell. But, you know, it's just one of those things where the team's so good this year that your confidence is so high, but it's like low at the same time because you're like, I feel mm. like an upset should be coming. And this is one of those trap. This is like the perfect picturesque trap game. Yeah. I don't know if I'm feeling it. I, I'm going to go eight myself. Um, I feel highly confident in Washington's ability to score. I think that, like, I don't know. I mean, even if it gets into a shootout, I just think Michael Penix has proven that even if he does make a mistake or two, he's less mistake prone. Um, and I, I think Washington's defense, I know that some Oregon fans are kind of trolling the 500 yards uh, allowed by the Huskies against Cal. But I, I mean, I think you look a lot at the, just that game got out of hand early and they were rotating yeah. in some more depth pieces. I think the Husky defense actually looked great early against Cal. I think they have found a way to create turnovers. I just don't think that Arizona will be able to keep up with Michael Penix. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, now we're going to pick in the pack. Um, Luke bested me last week, sadly. Yeah, did um, you get the, t- the totals? Yeah, I, I, I think. Would you want to do the totals or just be like, because you went, um, we went five and one, or I went five and one, you went six and zero. Oh. oh, let's go, dude. I hey, that six and zero. Oh, there were some obvious. There were some no brainers in there, but there a five and one and six and zero oh are pretty good. Because yeah, we we only differed last three ranked on ranked matchups last week. Yeah, we differed last week with um, Uh, Cougs, Cougs, yeah, with the Cougs and Bees. I thought the Bees were going to get the win. They did not. Um, This week, though, we have. Do we have five or six matchups? I think we got six. No, we got five. We got five. The Cougs and the Bruins each have a bye this week. Um, First game up on the slates. Big noon kickoff again heads to Boulder where the Buffaloes host the Trojans. Luke, the spread's pretty big on this one, but who you got? Uh, USC. I mean, I honestly, I in Lukey's locks, I may, I might be taking the points with Colorado. 21 and a half is a big spread, but I obviously, I think USC wins outright for sure. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. I would be. I mean, I think there's a chance Colorado could. I, I, I don't even think that honestly. USC's way. We saw what happened last week when they played a really physical and talented line against Oregon. I don't think I don't think that holds a candle. So, um, no. all right, heading up next, Friday night game, yeah. big Friday night game actually, uh, down in Corvallis. Beavers looking to get revenge off of a loss against Wazoo. They play Utah. This is probably going to be one of the more deci- the more the one of the more coin flip uh, flips of yeah. the two. I think I'm going to take the Utes in this one. It's tough. Reeser, cool place. I'm sure it'll be a pumped or a packed crowd. Um, Damian Martinez is really good, but I think Utah just is so physical that they can neutralize. I'm not saying contain, but neutralize Damian Martinez. Um, and then I, I don't. I mean, again, I, I know people were high on the Beavs early this season, but I don't know that if I've. I, I don't know that I've seen it from DJU to go and like bring it against a team like Utah. Yeah. So 
I'm going to go Utah. And if they have Cam Rising, I don't know if people think he'll be playing, but if he does, that's all the more reason to think that it'll be the Utes. I am going to go not so fast. I'm going with Oregon State. At home in Reser, I think they play really well. Utah on the road versus Utah at home is just a completely different team. As we saw how they fared against Baylor, it took a last-second comeback for them to win, and I think Oregon State's a much better team than Baylor. And Utah's points, like, last week came off of a pick six, and then they had like one, they had one offensive score. And Oregon State's weakness on defense, too, is their secondary, and we all know how much Utah loves to throw the ball. So I think I think Oregon State is plays physical, and I think they get an. I think it's a narrow win. I think it's a really close game, really low scoring game, but I think Oregon is able to use Damian Martinez on the ground, short bye week, you know, after a physical week for Utah. I think Oregon State wins this one at home. Next, we're heading down to Stanford, Palo Alto, California, as the Cardinal. Host the Oregon Ducks, the ninth-ranked Oregon Ducks. Luke, who do you like in this one? Obviously, this should be one of the – I'm assuming this yeah. is the easier picks. I was trying to think of like a witty joke that makes it seem like I was going to go with Stanford, but it's just not even worth trying. Yeah, Oregon by $3 million. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that one's not going to be close, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think It so shouldn't either. be. Stanford's very, very bad. Very bad. This is an interesting one, though. Down in Berkeley, Arizona State plays yeah. Cal. Arizona State played a lot better last week against USC. It looks like they're starting to find their gr- their uh, their groove a little bit offensively with Kenny Dillingham. Um, how do you see them playing against Cal? Obviously, Cal struggled last week against Washington um, on defense, and then the week before against Idaho State or Idaho. Yeah, you know it's tough. I think that, like you said, Arizona State did play quite a bit better after being shut out at home by Fresno state. Right. I don't know. Gosh, I'm going back and forth. I want to pick ASU badly. I really do, but I'm going to pick Cal. Yeah. I'm going to pick Cal as well. I just, I just have more trust in their, their defense. And I feel like you or Arizona state, like first time heading on the road, this it's going to be erratic for them. I don't see them. I don't see them doing too hot. I'm going to go with Cal here. It's that's just one of those games that you know you're not even going to really tune into. But I just I just think Cal they have a little bit more stability at defense, offensively. Jaden Ott is is fantastic, so we'll go with Cal. Yeah. Um, only difference here again is with the Oregon State game with Luke picking Utah and me picking Oregon State, so maybe I'll have a chance to even it up this week. But for now, Washington Arizona seven o'clock on Saturday. Go dogs. 